don't feel bad about that because I'm going to join you, all right? 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Again, it's so good to be in the Lord's house. We appreciate you being here. I mentioned something this morning. Tickets went for $500 a piece. The average, the average Super Bowl ticket went for $4,871 a piece. No, I, I just didn't go this year. $4,871 a piece. It became the highest paid athletic uh, thing that's ever done. Second to that was a Mayweather Pacquiao fight where the tickets went for $4,271. Here's what's amazing. Countless hundreds of people mortgaged their houses to go watch a ball game. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? $4,871. Don't you dare call it me at that $4 you put in the offering plate. Praise God. Hallelujah. I struggle with $41 ticket. I'll just tell you. Amen. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 9. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto you, unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is, that is laid which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed, and notice this word, by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work to what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Brother Scott Settlemyer, would you lead us to the throne of grace? Amen. You'll be seated. We have this ideal and this thought of preparing to build. The Bible says, ye are God's building. We've looked at the foundation. We must build on the Word of God and on Jesus Christ. For no for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. That's got to be. Our foundation. We looked at friction. Every every building is built with a storm in mind. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, will I liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Of course, a foolish man builds his house on the sand. And it'll fall, and the Bible says, Great will be the fall of it. 
Then we looked at form. What are we, what, we're, we're the only Bible some people will ever read. Notice what he said, for we are labors together with God. You're God's husbandry. You're God's building. Then we looked at function last Wednesday night on will you, we give him the keys to the building. We look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. But uh, tonight we want to come to the conclusion of this series with this thought of fire. Because the reality is the ultimate test of our building will be when God strikes the match. I used to rent from a man, and uh, hallelujah, brother, did you fall asleep back there and hit the button or what? Anyway, turn me down. I got an echo, just unreal, all right. I, I used to rent from a man years ago, and his house had burned. Him and his wife were, were a young couple, and their house had burned. And so he goes up on the hill and he builds him a new house. And literally he built this house fireproof. It's built out of rock, concrete, steel, and glass. And it, it literally was. It was almost literally fireproof. And so uh, the ultimate test of our building of who we are and what we are will be when God strikes the match. The Bible tells us in this passage, however, three things. Number one, we are God's companions. Aren't you glad of that? We, we are laborers together with God. I'm glad I'm not in this by myself. Number two, we are God's crop. You are God's husbandry. The word husbandry is a New Testament word for tilled and cultivating the field. In other words, it means to, to get a crop. We are God's construction. You are... God's building. And the Apostle Paul mentions this illustration throughout all the epistles. He talks about a construction project. And you and I are God's construction project, if you will. I like the old song, He's Still Working on Me. Praise God, He is. Amen. First Corinthians tells us this in 3.16. Know ye not that you are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. So tonight, as we come to the close of this series, we want to look at this thing of fire. When God strikes the match, may I say, first of all, it will reveal the contents of our construction. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, and every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Paul had been talking about building the church and building ourselves upon this foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. But then he moves and he says, just as a building has a variety, a whole different variety of materials, 
may I say, you and I can build our lives with a whole lot of different materials. And he names, if you will, six different kinds of materials that we can build with. I thought it was interesting. He begins with a quality material like gold, but ends up with a very cheap material like stubble. It is amazing that a quality temple will be built out of gold and silver and precious stones. But a shoddy structure will be built out of wood, hay, and stubble. What he's saying here in these materials is this. These materials are symbols of how we live our life. Our actions, our attitudes, our choices, our service for Christ, or the lack of that service. My prayer is that we build with gold, silver, and precious stones. You say, why? Because they're durable. They last. They represent a sacrifice that's been made because they're not easily attained. We'll find in just a moment wood hanging stubble is the doubtful. It has the ideal of those that you can go anywhere and, and pick up a piece of wood and, or hay or stubble, but the truth of the matter is Gold, silver, and precious stones has to be dug. They've got to be... It, it's a lot of work. It takes a sacrifice to build, to build with gold, silver, and precious stones. It don't take much of anything. Matter of fact, you just about do nothing and build with wood, hay, and stubble. And what we fail to understand is, and we'll talk about this in just a minute... This is not about salvation. We'll talk about that in just a minute. This is about the work you and I do after we're saved. Has the ideal of we're not to judge other people's motives because that's an impossibility. Did you hear what I said? We're not to judge anyone else's motives because that's an impossibility. But God judges our motives and that's a possibility. He knows. See, the reason you and I cannot judge our motive, one another's motives because you cannot see the heart. You can't see what's going on in their life. They may have come. There's folks this morning may come and you say, man, are they mad? No, they may have just had a really, really hard week and some have had a hard week. Some of this, it's sickness has been tremendous this week. And yet, no, no, so when we start judging motives, matter of fact, uh, I, I always get a little worrisome about people that think they got the ability to judge other people's motives. Because the truth of the matter is, they don't want somebody judging theirs. But they're quick to judge other people's motives. Why don't we let God judge the motives, amen? And, but motives are important to the Lord as to why you do it. Why? Why we do something is just as relevant as what we do. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4 and 5, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. What God's saying is this. One day God's going to jerk all the cover off. And all that you think's hid is not going to be hid. 
Nothing's going to be hid. I was prepared. I was going over this this evening. I got to thinking. And I said, now, Lord, you know those is going to be a little bit sideways, sitting on a knot because it's ball game time and we're having preaching service. And I said, now, Lord, you just help them. Just help their heart. The Bible says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So God wants us, first of all, to build with the gold. What kind of gold is that? Godliness, goodness, generosity, grace, and guidance from God. He wants us to build out of the silver of of selfishness, selflessness, saintliness, steadfastness, and a servant's heart. Amen. Thank you very much. Praise God. Amen. Missions 927. Amen. Thank you for giving. Precious stones of prayer, purity, and persistence. Let me let me help you. I I hear this occasionally. God forgive me, I've said it myself. Sometimes, you know, somebody leaving, someone to make a statement. Why is everybody leaving the church? I beg your pardon, not everybody has. I had 183 this morning. They still some folks stand by the stuff. They still some stuff building with gold and silver and precious stuff. There's still some folks that's going to that's love God, serve God. Would you please help me? Don't put me in that box. Amen. Oh, I, I'm, just, I'm just being honest with you tonight. God wants us to build with some gold and silver and precious stones. God wants us to avoid these materials, the wood of willfulness, worry, and wickedness. Wednesday night, I'm going to bring a message the Lord allows me to on, on no worries. No worries. I'm preaching it to myself first. Amen. I am a classic worry wart. Classic. As a matter of fact, I went to a seminar one time and I won a book. Guess what it was? How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Amen. That's I did, did I not? And it's amazing. And it helped me, as a matter of fact. The wood of willfulness and worry and wickedness. The hay of hate, hoarding, and honiness. Stubble of selfishness, strife, and sensuality. Paul said, how we construct our lives will one day be displayed when God sets the fire to it. And all believers will stand at the judgment seat of Christ. Romans 14, 12, So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Fire does something. Fire will shed light on what's dark. You, if this room was totally dark, if you built a fire, you built a fire, it's amazing. It's amazing. Probably one of the hardest whippings me and, I believe it was me and Robert. I don't know if his Eddie was in on it. He should have been if he wasn't. But me and, me and Robert got under the house and had a place where he dug out potatoes and the light bulb had went out. So we're under the house. So we decided so we could see we built a fire under the house. <laughs> we was not the smartest kids and Dad liked to beat us to death. He built a fire. It wasn't under the house either. Amen. 
fire, fire, fire sheds light on what's dark. Fire does something else. It purifies and reveals the dross and that which is scraped away and discarded. Fire consumes that which is not durable. Paul says that God's judgment one day of fire will try every man's work what sort it is. The word try there means this. It means to test, to examine, to approve or to scrutinize, to see whether the thing is real or not. Now, fire does not try the man. It tries the work of a lifetime. Don't miss this. The judgment seat of Christ will not be there to determine your salvation. Let me help everyone here. Salvation is not a reward. Salvation is a gift from God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting. Salvation is a gift from God. That's the reason you can't earn it. Praise God. That's the reason you'll never buy it. Hallelujah. It's a gift from God. So the judgment seat of Christ will not determine your salvation. Don't miss this. If you're not saved, you'll be in another judgment seat called the great white throne judgment. And your judgment will be determined in the lake of fire. And there are those different judgments there. So he comes. Salvation is a matter of faith. Our works are a matter of our faithfulness. The lives constructed with gold, silver, and precious stones will remain for eternity. Job looked forward to that day. He's, he's right, he right in the middle of the ungodliest horror you could ever imagine. He buried ten children, could you imagine? He lost everything. He's got sores. His body is wrecked in pain. And look what he said. Be not the way that I take him. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Boy, Job looked for that day, did he not? See, the reward is not a matter of being lucky. A reward is a matter of a choice. We can choose to live for the Lord and serve him, and we, or we can be spiritual deadbeats if we want to. Dr. Wiersbe shared a story about G. Campbell Morgan. Young ministers would come to G. Campbell Morgan and, and ask him, say, what's the secret of his pulpit success? Here's what he'd say. He said, I always say the same thing to them the, the same way. Work, hard work, and again, work. G. Campbell Morgan was in his study every morning at 6 o'clock, every morning, digging treasures out of the Word of God. He went on to say, you find wood, hay, and stubble in your backyard. It'll not take much effort. But if you want gold, silver, precious stones, he said, you got to dig for them. I want you to listen to what he said. Lazy preachers, lazy Sunday school teachers will have much to answer for at the judgment seat of Christ. First of all, the contents of our construction. Number two. The consequences of our construction. 
If any man's work abide which hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. When God sets a match to our works, and I was thinking this morning as I watched our buses come in, and I watch these people as they go visiting every Saturday and, and on Sunday. They don't get back here till 1.30, sometimes even later, and the labor and the work. And, and, and those of you that work around here and prepare, can I just help you sometimes? I realize we can get weary in that and we're in well-doing, but don't you worry. Payday ain't come yet. Payday ain't got here yet. One day you stand before God in His judgment, and I want you to know you're going to be glad. You're going to be glad for every time, everything you've done for the glory of God, for every visit you've made, every time you've had one of them youngins on a bus, you'll be glad you did it for the glory of God. You'll be glad you served Him. Because, don't miss this, the consequences of our construction is this. His approval will be rewarded. Now, all believers are going to enjoy Christ's blessings, but those who are faithful will enjoy His reward. And all of us want to be blessed. Praise God, there ought to be in our heart a desire to be rewarded for our life. How many of you like a raise on your job? Amen. Praise God. Uh, we all, you know what it is? It's an acknowledgement that I've done a good job. It is an acknowledgement. It's not so much the money as it is the, the acknowledgement. You know what I want God to say? I don't, I don't know that I'm going to be rewarded very much, but boy, I want a little something. You know why? Because I want to give that back to Him at that time. I want to lay that speed and say, Praise God, thank you, Lord, for being good to me. The Bible says this. There is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. Neither was anything kept secret that shall come abroad. One day God's going, to, God's going to judge everything you and I do. Those of you, you may think I'm joking now. And I, I've been playing with the ball games and all this. And, and I want you to know, God will acknowledge your faithfulness tonight. He really will. And I don't know about you, but at the end of this thing, that's going to mean more to me than anything else in this world. I love this. A lot of times, I, I remember this, and an old lady, she said, and she looked at me, she said, I can't hear. She said, I can't hear a thing the preachers are saying. But she said, I never miss a service. And here's what she said. I want the devil to know whose side I'm on. Amen. And she never missed a service. Luke 6.23 said, Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers also unto the prophets. Revelation 22.12, Behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. You know what's going to be the greatest shock? This is what's going to shock a whole lot of God's people. When they could have done something for God. And you say, but I, I'm not physically able to do much. But you could come and pray. Amen, you come and pray. I mean, we do everything else during the week. We can come and pray. 
And every time we come to pray, and you say, I can't do this, but you come here. And every time we come to pray, God says, I'm going to reward that. It's not what you're not able to do God's interested in. It's what you are able to do. But you choose to live a selfish, self-centered, for yourself life. And it's wood, hay, and stubble. And his disapproval will be removed. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, if so as by fire. Unfortunately, not all Christians are going to receive crowns and rewards from the Lord because they lived their lives for themselves. They were unfaithful in living for Christ. I did not say they wasn't saved. The Bible says they will be saved, but as by fire. They're in, praise God, they're in. But I want you to know the word lost does not refer to punishment. The word lost there does not mean God's punishing them. Here's what it means. It means being deprived or losing something one expects and hopes to receive. Don't miss this. That word lost means this. It means being deprived or losing something one expects and hopes to receive. A whole lot of God's people is going to leave this old world, stand before God one day, hoping and expecting to receive something, and God's going to set fire to the works, and they're going to go whoof. going to go whoof. They're going to be gone. going to be gone. What are you talking about? Wood burns fast. Cleared off the side of my house, right beside of it. And uh, I couldn't sleep, and... And it was cold, and I couldn't sleep, so I decided about 4.30 in the morning. I, I, it was all piled up. It was just piled as big as this. So I went out there, and I set fire to it. I mean, I had a, and, it, and this was my kind of thinking. I thought, well, if it's dark, if I set fire to it, I can help see where it's going and everything. I can see it. And, and about 5.15, here come the chief of Acker Township Fire Department. And he got out of his truck, and he come over there. And he looked at me and he said, what in God's name are you doing? I said, I'm burning brush. And I, and I said, listen, don't everybody burn brush at 5 o'clock in the morning? He said, no. No. Not everybody does that. And the neighbor had called up there and said, everything's on fire down there. Fire. But you know what? It went but a little while and it was just a nothing. And that's exactly the way some people have lived their lives. They, they got all their toys. They lived their lives for this world and this world only. All they get, all they buy, and all they pile up. And one day, I didn't say you weren't saved. Praise God, you're saved. But all your work's going to burn up one day. Be nothing. And you're going to suffer a loss. Lost opportunity. Opportunity to serve God. Are you listening? Right now. It's the only opportunity you've got to serve God. Lost rewards. Look into yourself that we lose not those things which we have lost, but that we receive a full reward. Lost joy. I believe many believers will be heartbroken realizing they wasted their life. Thank God the Bible says he'll wipe away all the tears. A loss of excuses. At the judgment seat, there'll be no excuses. Lost labor. 
It won't endure. Wood, hay, and stubble. In 1874, Francis Ridley Havergal wrote a famous hymn of consecration to Christ. Here was the song. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. As she was writing the third stanza, take my silver and my gold, not a might would I withhold. She was so convicted by the third stanza that she packed up her jewel box and, uh, and except for a half a dozen pieces that family members that had a, had a special emphasis to her, she said she packed up all of her jewelry, her jewel box. She sent it down to the Mission Society with this note. She said, I've included a check to cover the monetary value of the jewels I've chosen to keep. I don't need to tell you that I've never packed a box with such pleasure. She said, I believe I'll send my treasures to the other side. That's what her last, I believe I'll send the treasures to the other side where rust does not corrupt. She was faithful to the Lord. See, we're a Baptist. We're, we're scalded for this, believing in the doctrine of eternal security. Because here's the argument they make. Because they say it promotes a sinful lifestyle. Critics claim that a sinful believer is born again, destined for heaven, so he can live any way he wants to and still go to heaven. You know what this is like saying? This is like saying, I got blue cross and blue shield insurance so I can chew on razor blades. What's like saying? It's saying, I got blue cross and blue shield insurance so I can slit my wrist. Or gut down acid. Born again does not inspire believers to sin, but it inspires us to please our Lord. Salvation is not a ticket to live wickedly. Salvation is a free gift to serve our Lord and our Savior. Salvation... Freeze men from sin, doesn't free them to do sin. Listen to what Roman writer said. Being then made free from sin, you become the servants of righteousness. There's nothing, there's nothing captivates like sin. Nothing in this world captivates individuals like sin does. We see the contents of our construction. We see the consequences of our construction, but then we see the conclusion of our construction. Know ye not, know ye not, that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. The Christian is God's sanctuary. The place of his holy, awesome presence. But the choice is ours. Do we develop that and be rewarded? Or do we defile it and it will be destroyed? I believe many Christians have been called home prematurely because of the carnality and sinful living. Fire will always do two things, always, no exception. It'll destroy something or it will define something. Zechariah 13, 9 said, I will bring the third part through the fire 
And I will refine them as silver is refined. And I will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. And I will say, it is my people. They shall say, the Lord is my God. Many of you go through trials and sometimes we're, we struggle in those trials. And it may very well be God's putting you in the fire to refine you. He's trying to find out what you're made of. And fire refines. First Peter 1, 7, But the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. I, I'm not trying to belittle your trial whatsoever, but I am going to tell you this much. There ought to come a time in our Christian life that we stop crying over the trials and we start asking, Lord, what are you wanting me to learn? What are you doing through this trial? I, I was trying to share this with, with Joey McDaniels. Joey's business is, here, here's, here's what he told me himself, and I don't believe you mind me sharing it. He said, Preacher, I've got to be honest, coming to that church has changed our life. That's what he said. He said, I used to just give a token to the house of God. He said, I'd never heard a lot of what you preached. He said, we started to get honest with God, and God is just blessing our business beyond imagination. That's what he said. But I love this. Last Sunday night, him and Miss Gail went home, and he said, you know, Gail, there is no excuse for us not to be able to be in church on Wednesday. So I'll tell you what to do. You leave an hour early, and I'm going to leave. We're going to stop this, work into the, to the last hour, and, and we're going to be in church on Wednesday night. And on Tuesday, Monday, he fell off the truck. And he said, I, I just, we was purposed, we was, and I said, mm -hmm. I said, now let me ask you a question. Once you get through with that, will you still come? Yes, sir, we're going to, we're not, we're not, we're not doing anything different. He said, I just got to get to where I walk now. You know why? Because that trial, that trial will either destroy you or it will define you. Job, perhaps no man in the Bible, no man in the Bible faced a trial like he did. But you know what? When he came through that thing, literally he was gold. Revelation 3.18, I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. Thou mayest be rich in white raiment, thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyesight, thou mayest see. God said, fire. The building, the construction of the building will be, you will be defined or destroyed by the materials that you're building with. Are you building with gold, silver, precious stone? Or are you building with wood, hay, and stubble? And you say, well, you I ain't judging anybody. 
I'm telling you, one day God's going to set it fire to it. And then the fire will determine. And one thing about it, uh, Jimmy Drum, does the fire mind destroying a mansion over destroying a potter's house? I don't care. Now, point, I can't argue with that. Fire will destroy the poor man's house and the rich man's house without any regard. Fire has no, has, 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 fire doesn't care. No respect or person. I wonder tonight if God set fire to your works, what you're doing. Young people, what are y'all doing for God? Are you ashamed of it? Would, 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 you, would the people in your classroom bust out laughing if you stood up and said, I'm a Christian? Or would your lifestyle say, who they think they're kidding? That's a joke. That's a joke. I, I wonder that tonight, hey, every person, all of us, moms, all of us, if God set fire to our works right now, would it go up in flames and we stand before God with a bag of ashes or will we stand before God with a shiny piece of gold silvery precious stone because the fire one day will determine just that that's all standard feet every head bowed in their right claws you've listened so well tonight